I'm late. What is what is up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? My name is Jade, and just let me deal with my mic levels there. And I'm joined today by my good mate Simon Anderson. Good evening, Simon. How are you? Good afternoon and evening, Jade and Hannah. I'm doing well, thank you. As you pointed out before we went live, I've lost the facial hair. <laughs> Supporting the Movember movement. It's um it's been years since I've been this baby faced. Uh so it's a bit of a shock, like you said. It's good to be here. Uh good I'm to be like remember I'm trying to remember what my reaction was. Was it something like, What the hell is that? <laughs> Who's that man on Simon's computer, I think you said. Oh amazing. And Hannah, my good friend and lovely assistant, how are you? Good thanks. Good. Just good. Yeah, no, I'm fabulous, thanks. Yeah. Sh- short and sweet. Good, thanks. You know, I'm fabulous. No, I've been busy. Um. Yeah, no, it's really um. I just can't believe what's happening around the world right now. Erica Perry in the tra- chat, looking Hi. good, Simon. <laughs> I vote for keeping it that way. My goodness me, you wow. already got some fans out there, Simon. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you look 10 years younger. I don't know if that's a good thing or what, but it's an amazing look and likely to be very distraction, uh, very distracting this evening. But before we talk more about Simon's facial hair, who wants to hear the question of the week? Oh, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... I, I actually saved this over from last week. I wasn't available uh, due to personal commitment. So thank you, Simon, uh, for giving me that time off. But without further ado, the question of the week is, is it better to be happy or aware of a painful truth? Is it better to be happy or aware of a painful truth? And Hannah, you've had a preview on this, so I'll let um, Simon smoke on it for a second. What what would you... Is it better to be happy or aware of a painful truth? Um... <laughs> Come on, you've had time with this. You, you still don't know your answer? No, because I forgot I... I forgot all about this one. I was not thinking that this was the question of the week. Okay, should I go to Simon? Yeah. Simon. I I feel like this potentially could have been uh, influenced by some of our previous podcast discussions. (laughs) This question about painful truths. Um, (laughs) my, My... I'm... I had no time to deliberate on this one. It was yeah, a pretty sorry. quick what, what, Deliberate? No, no, no. I'm saying discussing. Yeah, no, that's what I meant. Like I didn't need it the time. This was uh, straight away. I know my answer, okay, and that's it's, it's always the painful truth. There is, there is no uh, amount of happiness that is worth the ignorance that is the cause of that happiness. You should always seek to be as close to reality as possible because 
that my my uh, belief and perspective on knowledge is that if you are not living the closest to truth, you're in fairyland, uh, regardless of how harsh, nasty, and unfair reality may be. Uh, the truth is always um, where you should endeavor to to live. With. Um, so, yeah, so I mean, let, I don't know how to. Let, yeah. let me let me take it to a fantastical place, but it still has relevance in the conversation. If we got word tomorrow that this was a simulation, and the universe needed to reboot, and we'd seek to not exist, you would want to know something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that'd be a pretty cool fact. I mean, to be aware before, because obviously after the simulation resets, you then become unaware that we're in a simulation mm. because you don't exist. So it would be very cool. It'd be a big <laughs> privilege to have confirmation. I mean, I'm saying this now pre-knowledge. I, I don't know yeah. how I would react after the fact. I'd be quite shocked. Um, I don't know what I would spend my final moments doing. Oh, I do. Robin Banks, <laughs> Robin Banks, and other well, what, stuff potentially. What's, if what's it the was point a simulation, a let's get that clear. I want everybody at home to know I I don't wish to rob a bank, but if I if I knew this was all fake, I'd go out there and like reenact GTA. No worries. Yeah, yeah. Well, you straight to the strip clubs, eh? Just like in GTA. Oh, I don't know. Maybe afterwards to help me relax. <laughs> But Hannah, you've had a moment now. Well, I actually had um, had my answer, and basically it was exactly what Simon said. I think it's better to know the painful truth because um, the painful and awkward truth could always be... Um, painful for a second but it also could bring a lot of happiness overall so um we don't want to be ignorant ignorant in life you want to know the the truth and you want to be able to grow develop develop and innovate in life so better know the painful truth and from that happiness will seem or not so for me um i'm i'm gonna go out on a limb here and i'm gonna say that um there are already people uh that dabble with the ignorance of many types of facts actually like it was what what brought this question about for me simon is what you said about the elections two weeks ago, I think it was, when we were on the podcast. You said that some people don't care at all. That's why they don't engage in politics. And often people will vote blindly just because of what their parents do or what their friends say or what's generally popular at the time. So, what? What? political party paid to put some ads on their social media which they managed to see that's probably what most people ended up voting on 
That's exactly it. So I, th I think often people do opt just to be happy and content. They don't, they don't really seek out the painful truth that even the most popular leaders on the planet, of which New Zealand would have one, that when you go deeper, it, it's not all gravy. Is that still something the kids say? It's definitely <laughs> something I say. It's not all gravy, man. Mm. So, and the other thing is, in, in terms of being happy and ignorant, it got me thinking about suicide and I don't know if I'm gonna get black banned for talking about this actually I should have read the terms but I think people and what got got me thinking about this was the uh, referendum on end-of-life choice for those for those people in my view no nobody knows what's on the other side of life but some people take the assumption that what's on the other side is better than life. I think that's pretty ignorant. How I choose to live my life is betting both ways. Li living life now, while at the same time earning my place and whatever is over there. I don't get religi religious, like it's not a secular thing for me. It's just about being a good person so one day I might be deserving to climb the stairs. It'd be pretty cool because I can't climb stairs now. So to be <laughs> to be to be able to in that moment, what, what would be really nice? There's a question of the week for next time: Is heaven accessible? <laughs> Short answer: Yes, because if astro travel is anything to go by, anybody can maneuver within that infinite space. I think. But a, a topic for another day. Um, mm -hmm. So, on, on my plate for today, Simon, I want to be talking about the fact that we apparently have the gayest parliament in the world. Um, oh, wow. We, we, we broke a record. The gayest parliament in the world. What have you got for us today, Hannah? I want to talk a wee bit about um, the current US elections that are going on right now. And Simon, we didn't have a lot of time to chat before the stream, but what are you thinking about for today? Did we get a chance to go over that article I sent you? No, we did not. No. The memory okay. one? That's... You want the memory yeah. one? Yeah. If we, if we have time, that shit is fascinating. I'm wondering if we lead with that, because I don't know how interesting the New Zealand politics is, and you seem to be well read on the stuff, whereas... The cabinet decision was only a few days ago, so. Oh, well, I haven't looked still... at the article. For a while, <laughs> okay. But... okay, well. Did, did you want me to leave? You can. Yeah. Um, so, you made a comment just before, Simon, that um, currently um, Trump is losing, but mm -hmm. the one fact with USA is that. Um, in the previous terms, um, the opposition was won five million votes above the current president. So, and did not make Hillary. 
yeah, Hillary did not make it to be president. So we could the whole electoral college thing just blows my mind. I don't really understand how it works. So how it works is that via states, um, you've got to win to be president. You've got to be. You've got to win. 270 electoral votes electoral votes and and then if so but your electoral representatives only get to enter their votes if they win how does it work if they win um like you have to win the whole state you have to win the whole state. So what Before I'm trying to say, yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, they've got to win the whole state, and you know, we may not find out. We could possibly find out by the end of um, end of the night if we have a new president, or it could take weeks and weeks. So the other way is that. Um, all I know is that if, if Joe Biden wins Florida, we're done. Apparently, there's something about Florida that tips it for Biden. You know, if he doesn't win Florida, we're going to be waiting weeks to get down to the detail on the decision. Because this year's been the largest um, year that people have chosen to mail in votes. 83 million. That is a factor, too. Did so, you say 83 million? 83 million. Um, so that means that that could hold it up by weeks, but then yes, the the next thing is, depending on who votes what, it then goes, um, it goes, certain, certain states will, um, will more likely push the president forward, and... Other states, it will a split vote, so it is is it is a bit of damn like skittles. I was reading up, so people have tried many times to actually change the U.S. election system, voting system, voting systems, yeah. but it's not um, nothing's been done about it, so. So what we can draw, what I understand, is that the people don't actually elect the president. But in a sense, they do, because as long as their state wins the majority vote, they get all the electoral votes. Yeah, is that correct? It's kind of weird. Simon, have you got any views? Yeah, so I saw somebody comment uh, on social media that the point of the electoral college is so that states with low population densities actually have a voice um, that is similar to states that are full of people. So a state that may have a low population full of farmers, um, they vote all in favor of red or blue, then they get a similar number of votes to a heavily populated state. So that is what they call Mm. a split, split, um, a split state. So I'm thinking, where are they? Um, Because we've got less people than the waiting they hold, or? Less people than the waiting they hold. So if 
if it's clear that um, you know the president you know they haven't got the votes for who's who, clearly who's going to be president um, then they then go and say right the top five states are uh, where do they divide up and then they look at the split split states well what are they and kind of look at look at them in that sense so that's that's an interesting way of looking at it but um, I just my political views are one they did wrong by going forward with Biden after... Yeah, it shouldn't have been Biden. I watched I watched all the primaries and it shouldn't have been Biden. I, I think Kamala could have stood on her own. She, she's stepping in as the running mate and I reckon if Biden wins it, which, which he may do, I'm, I'm holding an open mind about that. Yeah. You know that she's going to be interim president for like two years. Homeboy's gonna Absolutely. die next year. They might even assassinate. I heard, um, was it Alex Jones, the the um, famous Infowars reporter? He was pondering about that they might um, assassinate him, make him a martyr. Yeah, and then the black woman steps up out of the ashes. Not nice story for mm -hmm. the country, but uh, for mm -hmm. me, for me, it's always been Trump. I think he's. Look, he's a weird guy. Like, I'll never hide from that fact. But he's actually been really good uh, for for America's overall image. He's brought jobs back to America. Lowest black unemployment. Lowest Hispanic unemployment. Most women in the White House. Um, I don't know if they call it cabinet there. But, you know, most female White House officials ever in any... Uh, presidency uh, I think he's done some really good deals with the Middle East he hasn't yeah. won he hasn't once gone to war uh, the Ukraine thing was a smear because it was really Biden at the bottom of it um, like I don't, you know for me it's not about getting into Trump's past let's face it he's banged he's banged hookers he's done all sorts of weird shit he's gone to pedophile island like i'll call out all the facts like those are facts but yeah. those are common facts across both sides like those that stuff he talked about but joe biden and everybody in the democratic party yeah yeah they're the same things so so i wish donald trump all the best um you know new zealand really failed and gave them they gave themselves a socialist majority and they're not going to have to answer to anybody and we're not going to have an, a, an accountable parliament at all so I wish I wish America all the best anything you want to add Hannah? you wish um, I wish America all the best no I thought you said you wished um, Trump failed and no I oh, wish no, America so all the best because we America. failed because we failed, yeah. And got a socialist majority. Yes. Um, and I feel really bad for this country, but it's done with now. Um, interesting thing about the... Before I move on to 
having the gayest parliament ever. Interesting how the referendum seemed to have played out, Simon. I know we're still waiting on absentee uh, votes, but it looks like end of life choice is a thing, and it looks like cannabis control is not. Do you have any views? Yes. Yeah, I heard was it my brother said yes to croak, no to toke. <laughs> yeah, it's a bloody shame. I voted the opposite personally. Yes to the weed referendum, no sure. to the end of life choice bill. Um, thank you for sharing because it's, it's a personal decision. So yeah, thanks. yeah, that's right. I can always back up my my um, reasoning. So happy to share my my <laughs> the way I voted. It's it's very clear that uh, the media-dominated voices are the ways that the referendums ended up. You know, we had a lot of a lot of publicity about the compassion and the empathy behind the end-of-life choice bill, and then there was a whole lot of fear-mongering and um, just absolutely false or in, in false at the worst end of it and misleading at the at the at the conservative side of it of information regarding the cannabis referendum like the say nope to dope campaign and the um the just emotive they had some big names in that though you have to say really i didn't i mean see the thing is is i don't watch tv i don't consume standard media so i missed a lot of it but i I only saw it when people in my circles complain about it, you know what I mean? But I did not see any famous people come out against weed. Or oh, I, I know a circle. couple of Auckland councillors came out, and Afeso Collins is, is one that comes to mind for me. I was like, oh, really, bro? You're like the Tongan guy? And, yeah, and you're saying dope to dope? Afeso yeah. Collins, amazing. Never Sorry, you were saying? No, yeah. It it looks like there's a possibility that drug reform will just continue on anyway. I know the Greens would have made that part of their discussions if they um, put into their partnership agreement or whatever it's called. Um, I've seen, you know, we've seen news articles come out already about the the um, appetite for drug testing because it's coming up on festival season which i think is a just a necessity right the people are always going to do drugs um and the fact is that 90 something percent of people do drugs without ever having um needing hospital treatment or um an adverse reaction but the percentage of people who take a substance thinking it's something else and then it ends up being rat poison or some harsher chemical at a higher concentration or something like that. If they'd had their stuff tested for free before they'd taken it, potentially they wouldn't have taken it at all. Good point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I, had, I had the same view as you in terms of like, I've heard the research around the, the amazing things that marijuana does and like Hannah I think you've mentioned on the podcast that you were actually part of a trial I don't know if I mentioned it but yes I was part of yeah, a trial yeah you did <laughs> I wouldn't have said that otherwise 
Yeah, no, I was. It was an atopic trial, but it was actually blind, eh? So yeah. you didn't actually know if you had the, like, the marijuana super drug or whatever. You, I'm you pretty sure know. I didn't, but yeah. Yeah. So it would have been cool. Yeah, I, I, I support any research into uh, medication that improves lives. Like, if scientists figured out that COVID-19 actually had, like, amazingly healing properties on the opposite end that we, that we never picked up on, you know, I'd like research to happen around that. I don't think we should discount any chemical compound for just being bad. I think we should always continue to learn and evolve our thinking around certain drugs and what they can do for us. Yeah, well, I mean, one thing that I always forgot to make um, in the discussions I had with people leading up to it is that the the drug was legal, like, up until the 50s or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it was only very recently that it became illegal, and it was a purely racist reasoning. It was Nixon wanted to put hippies and black people in jail and that was so that the hippies stopped complaining about the war that they were about to go into and so they needed black people to be in their for-profit prisons because they just ended slavery yeah that's a lot i haven't heard that <laughs> i haven't heard that version it's true though it's a it's a well-established fact that Richard Nixon and there's somebody who was close like a one of his advisors was caught like recorded on tape saying that that was the reason that they made cannabis illegal is that it was something that the hippies and the black American community used and they wanted them both in prison hmm what worries me about any drugs I mean you know cigarettes fall into this as well is people that are too young having access to it like i i know i know that you're extremely well read on issues like this so you would know that if you're too young marijuana can actually severely damage your brain you agree with that don't you i definitely do agree with that so, um, so on that on that i think it's really important to like if we were gonna have controls around it that you know those were laid out clearly and that we were strongly discouraging people that were too young just being rebellious for no reason you know once you get to graduation age you can do what you want to do that's that's how new zealand deals with most issues yeah um if you look at human culture when you're a rebellious kid what is the one thing you try to do to piss off your parents you do stuff that they tell you not to do. You don't go and follow in your parents' footsteps. Like, if your parents are legally allowed to go down to the store, purchase my marijuana cigarette because all oh, you kids are stressing me out. Like, when you want to be a rebellious kid, you're not then going to go and purchase the same substance. Yeah, yeah that, I don't know. Where, the, where the, does smoking fall into that, then? Because I would have, I would have thought smoking would have died like ages ago, but but that's particularly they made vaping, women, particularly women, I've noticed a big uptick in women being smokers. Have you noticed that? You like, that's just a sense that I have around that. 
well okay so nicotine right is one of the most addictive chemicals mm -hmm. in the world that we know of that's why it differs substantially from cannabis but um also the fun fact about um women and smoking cigarettes is uh edward bernays the inventor of propaganda the nephew of sigmund freud who was pretty much the the um the inventor of psychology the man <laughs> so what so what bernays did is became a marketer and the cigarette um companies paid him and what he did to because uh, smoking was this thing that men did it was like a manly smoking thing. and so what they did is they he staged a like a woman pride parade and got models to be photographed smoking cigarettes and he made mm. cigarettes like a woman empowerment thing it was yeah. like you you know because feminism was mm. on the rise and so he, i got that maybe from mad men mad yeah. men kind of featured some of that stuff around women it was a very like sexual elite thing for mm. for women to be smoking and but why now like we know that we know the facts and, and women are just like this is this is only my opinion i haven't done research prior to the uh stream but i i walk around and it, it is women dudes of course there are some dudes doing it but everywhere i go it's women and, and i mm. can't figure out why i'm seeing it like that um i don't know i mean we see it in all of our pop culture like because we can't they can't advertise it they it's just in every movie tv show music video those aren't really a thing anymore but i guess maybe that's women buy into that a little bit more or they're more heavily into to like entertainment so they they yeah. see more role models smoking hannah why are you smoking i don't i don't mean you <laughs> I, w I wouldn't let you do that around me so i don't know how you would survive as a smoker actually so i don't smoke and i disagree with with smoking um yeah why do people do it? Women. I said women. Why do women do it? <laughs> but I think it's a wider issue of... Women see it that it's a way way to relax. They see really? that men are doing it, so why can't I? That feminist bullshit, well, why can't I? Yeah. And then it's addictive. Well... We're going to have to watch the space, Simon, I think, in terms of the the cannabis control, because I, I was really keen to see to see us transforming that space a bit. I, I know you partake in stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not really addressing that. Like, sure, it'd be great to decriminalise and have people, like, getting into products that are potentially safer. I see it on stream. I was pretty keen to see what an edible was like because I've, I've heard amazing things. But yeah, you know, I was just keen to see a more, more positive culture around marijuana. Like, like you said, we need to legalize all drugs actually, and I think the amount that we spend, uh, criminal criminalizing people around this is ridiculous. Like, I think we have common ground in that view. 
yeah, I mean, uh, as there is this the recreational psychoactive side of it where if you're looking for um, a safe way to step out of reality for a while, cannabis is a great choice. But our body has these receptors made to receive these chemicals. And I think there is a lot of nutritional benefit that we haven't discovered because it's illegal. I think there is mm -hmm. a million other ways that we can ingest the stuff that isn't inhaling it through um, mm -hmm. combustion. Yeah. And, I, you know, like the, the high concentration stuff that stops um, severe seizures in seconds, that's pretty cool with the medicinal side of thing. But I think there's ways that we could be a healthier population in general. You know, I I drink hemp milk with my coffee. It's the right step in the right direction. Um, hemp, and there's probably hemp doesn't have hallucinogenic effects or euphoric no. effects like that, right? No. No, it's pure. It's purely full of CBD. There might be like 0.001% THC, but nothing anywhere near that's le uh, enough level to have a psychoactive effect. That's awesome. So where do you even get hemp milk from? I've never even heard of that. From your local supermarket. Really? Yeah, no, I've never heard of it. You're going to have to look that up for me, Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the, um, on the shelves near the Long Life and the other plant based milks yeah. so instead of my almond milk let's have a crack at the hemp yeah but that's exactly right um what you just said simon i'm all for the fact of stopping seizures in minutes i'm needing that badly um but you had one before the stream lol I know I did, and I feel <laughs> I feel like utter shit now. Just to be fair, excuse my language. Um, Perhaps that was why you you were struggling to answer the question straight away. You're feeling a little bit foggy, maybe. Yeah, and why I was yawning before. Um, and yeah, you can't yawn. We're live. People are like literally looking at us right now. And on the other side of, you know, the referendum that did pass. You know, all that media coverage that went out about compassion, there wasn't enough media that went out about the actual bill and actually what the the implications meant. They made it an emotional issue rather than a factual one. Yeah. Because there's not... Now, I looked into this by having conversations, but also reading about it. There's not a lot of safeguards. Like, mm. there's unanimous consensus, even from, from people that support it, that say, yeah, there's not a lot of safeguards, but also they don't have safeguards when you decide to stop eating altogether. So everybody agrees that there's no safeguards, both sides. It's actually kind of amazing. So, Simon, one day I'm going to go into a hospital with a broken arm because I'm going to try and learn how to um, uh, sit down ski, I think they call it. So I'm going to break yeah. my arm, I'm going to go to hospital, and then I'm going to come out in a casket. Is, is your condition <laughs> 
<laughs> no. <The> channel broken. <laughs> that that was a joke, but I, but I think yeah. I, I think there is a slippery slope there still. Hey. Yes. Definitely. Um, That's a nice do... pun on the old put down ski joke. We actually do know somebody who actually <laughs> was a part of the um, the initial um, consult consultation. Um, who actually said, you know, many times she would have said to her, you know, next of kin, "Yes, that's what I want to do." and and that's what I want to do more moving forward but she definitely does not want that she she would definitely not want it and she just at that point in time she said it so that's the difficulty it's too quick too soon I mean even myself being fully abled and very very fortunate in terms of my upbringing and where i find myself now fuck in a bad day i still would you know i i would consider it if it was an option i watched this video and this guy was talking about the difference between wanting to die and planning to die and he was saying if there was a light switch you know just there and all the bullshit in your life just went off sure you'd think about like flicking the switch it's you know or it's just a switch boom gone your, all your problems disappeared it's a it's an enticing thought like me myself i've had moments where i've considered it but it's it's just moments you it passes mm -hmm. you, you you put an effort to 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 heal yourself whether it's mentally or physically or whatever it is wherever the benefit can be made you if it's through talking to people you feel better potentially if you've you got a terminal illness and you're and you're in some in some serious pain the period between you know feeling like you want to end your life and wellness might be longer but still there and yeah those moments of weakness well, it's, i don't want to i don't want to say it's weakness because i don't want to make it seem like people who those choose moments of compromise have, have, yeah that's a good way of putting it compromise your your thinking and your emotions have your emotions have compromised your thinking you shouldn't be able to be able to make irreversible decisions in that period you shouldn't be able to wake up one morning like have a bad day walk down the road to your gp get a couple of pills and just get it done like yeah that's what i'm afraid of and, and i know a lot of people say well it's only for terminal people or people uh, who are suffering. Like, there's wording in there that I need to look into a bit more, but a doctor can determine if somebody is suffering. Two doctors. Let me be factual. Um, so basically, if you're, if you're able to prove to your, to your doctors that you're mentally unstable also one you're allowed to know one has to be independent so i guess yeah. that's what they call the failsafe um you're mentally unstable though like you're pointing out that you're you just can't do life well i think that can almost be a bit of somebody can almost put that on in a way 
Um, oh, there's plenty of people who've um, ended up in crisis management um, for attempts on their own life, look like they've completely cured themselves, fresh as daisies. Oh, yeah, I'm on top of the world. Mm. They leave a few hours later. They've found themselves, you know, to, they've taken their life. People can put on a facade for anything. Yeah. Make it through a doctor's appointment. Yeah, no, I'm totally sound. This pain is killing me. I've got a terminal diagnosis. Doc, it's time to go. So, so you said no. I think you said no on this one. I did. If you're asking me, yep, yeah. I yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I did as well. Yeah. I said no. Yeah. And I am actually going to say... I have You're to apologise to everybody, and I'm gonna leave you, gentlemen, to have a lovely podcast. That's okay. We're just gonna talk about gay politicians now. And and Simon's good topic. Oh, and, and he's got an amazing topic about memory yeah. and how it's embedded in the cells. And I'm sorry that I'm gonna miss it, but I don't think we need to feature me having any more any seizures on stream. So it would help the ratings. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have a good stream, guys. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Um, but yeah, I I voted I voted no just because I I don't want to enable the loss of a life that was unnecessary. It it was a real, it was at that level for me. I don't, I don't want it on my conscience that somebody could die that didn't actually want it. Yeah. So that's that's me on that one. I mean, between the two of us, we've had a lot of conversations with some people who mm. have spent a lot more time looking at the bill uh, and understand the real implications of um, the health sector in New Zealand. We had Hunter di- right here on the show. Exactly. Like, the diverse range of outcomes based on where you live, the colour of your skin... Mm. Um, and your gender, that kind of stuff, you don't get the same um, service across the country. So why introduce a bill which creates circumstances where even if you are in the the ideal person, you could still end up taking your life too soon. Mm. So I just I can imagine whether you might be disabled or um, come from poor socioeconomic conditions your experience going to the doctor for that and uh and going down the path of ending your life you just yeah you would end up with a result that isn't ideal and you'd be far better off um staying in this realm thanks simon so moving right along um as as i tend to do i always reference uh the article so hopefully i do let me know if i failed to reference anything that i've presented on the show i know we have lots of conversations where it's a bit loose uh but here is my reference for the article that i'm going to talk about today and i'm going to move over to my screen and I'd just like to talk about the fact that New Zealand has the most rainbow parliament on the planet. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to pull out 
um, a few key facts. So overall rainbow representation uh, in New Zealand uh, will be 10% uh, based on based on the election results. 12 openly lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer members um, will sit as part of the 120 members in Parliament. And we we do have some names, not so relevant, but just to point out, there were some surprises in there for me. Well, one, <laughs> su- one surprise in particular... Um, Chloe Schwarbrick. Yeah, man. She's a uh, bisexual, isn't she? I did not realize that. And I feel bad for the guy because he's got competition like that. But, uh... No, I think she has a female partner at the moment. I understood she had a boyfriend. But I'm just kidding around. Oh, okay. a- actually, you know... No. Uh, the question that I had for you, Simon. So, so that's <laughs> that's the that's what I wanted to speak on there. Just like oh, I didn't even put it up on screen. Sorry, everybody. So there it is. There. Um, so I don't know the why I wanted to bring this up was. Do we actually care how? how gay people are like like that this is not me being like homophobic it's a different question like do i actually care if politicians are gay like like does that hold weighting in my support of them or do i more value their character who they are as people their qualifications you know they might have science qualifications or human science qualifications what wouldn't i would i rather rate those or am i like yeah you're gay so you should you should be in parliament you realize how how this is not homophobic like it's a genuine question yeah no i don't i don't think okay i certainly hope not and I hope that people aren't voting for the gayest candidate on their <laughs> voting paper. Um, it's an added bonus, right? The lived experience trumps all allyship in most cases, right? So there are areas of policy making and law making and being in parliament where the lens of a gay man, woman, trans person would be helpful um and so i guess it's a benefit that parliament is a closer representation of our society than if it were full of straight people i always vote on um uh what you call not i mean skill is what there's the symbol i want to use but you know qualification and um merit um identity is never the yeah, first yeah Mira is a good one because it's not yeah. always about have you been to uni because i don't no. really i don't really hold weight on that I... no no yeah so merit is the word i wanted but identity is a second or third sort of um 
class uh, I guess weighted factor in who I'd vote for um, so do you, do you yeah. think do you think that oh, it's probably not a great question to ask you more more a statement I should make I probably mm. wouldn't vote for someone just because they're disabled no and neither would I you know what I mean it's like mm. it'd, it'd be cool we we obviously need to address that diversity issue because no one else has but I'm not gonna vote for you just because you're disabled you can bet your ass on that one yeah yeah because then it becomes lip service and um it's just it's just you become a token if you're not there because of your skills I, I on a side note reading yeah, that go ahead, a, go ahead. Just, reading that article i i do enjoy examining language um and you know when they're talking about the rainbow community being lgbtq like the l and g aren't they the same thing like a gay woman is still like you know it's they're gay do they have to be mm. lesbian lesbian um this I... lesbian different than gay because there's just there's technically uh, there's somebody who's gay who's attracted to the same sex isn't that bisexual. the same as saying as it... male the same as female have they just branded themselves differently yeah i think they've branded themselves differently but why would you need to, right? I, I'm happy to say that I'm definitely a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely down for that. Like, yeah. And then... I take it you're a lesbian bisexual. as well, right? Is it, yeah. Well, here's a question. Is bisexual... <laughs> Is bisexual an offensive term to those people who don't fit male or female or uh, woman or men as a gender type? If you found someone said that they are bisexual, that person is erasing your um, assigned gender. Well, not assigned gender, but prescribed gender. It would be weird to call them bisexual because I think there's actually another term for them. I was gonna say asexual, but it's not that. That's no. There's pa there's there's pansexual, which is regardless of um, gender, sex, or whatever is included in the conversation. You just are attracted to people. That's pansexual. But bisexual is an accepted term with somebody who's attracted to males and females. But the term bi is you know binary, bi one or the other. As if you know if if your mates are bisexual, then you as somebody who doesn't prescribe to men or man, to man and and woman that person is erasing you i wonder how they get around that i wonder how they've had that conversation in the rainbow community well well that's how we have t 20 million genders isn't it because well then and then what's the what's the queer what's the what's different between gay and queer and lesbian yeah, well, I, I think we're, oh, okay, we're the most unqualified people, Simon, so... <laughs> that's why it's so, great content. So let's just call this out for anybody that's going to write a complaint to um, 
Well, you can't actually complain to anyone except for Twitch, I suppose. Anyone that writes a complaint to Twitch about we're so unqualified to talk about this. I think queer refers to anyone that experiences um, sexuality differently. So, I'm aware of people... I was watching this documentary, I think it was on the History Channel, uh, where you can become sexually attracted, like deeply sexually attracted to inanimate objects. Like, this this guy had an intimate relationship with this car, but not just any car, it was like this one particular car, and he was like crying because he was like straight up admitting that he was sexually attracted, but he just couldn't help it. He, he was letting rip his nut all over the car and that gave him fulfillment in life. Couldn't be me, but good on him. Nah, it's definitely not my cup of tea, but I, I think queer just refers to experiencing sexuality differently. Mm. No, not but something... I mean, yeah. To round it all the way back to where we started, representation um, across, you know, the, a full section of society is always a good thing. If you all think and act the same, then you're going to get the same results. I'm but n- I'm it, not it sure should you... never be... It should never be the deciding factor of where you put your vote is if that person fits your identity. So, okay, for you, though, do you care if anybody in Parliament is gay or do you just care that they're doing their job? Well, uh, I care that they're gay and that I care that they're women and that I care that they're of different race and that I care that they're of different ages and I like it's I care that there are a varying um cross-section of society I just don't want everybody to look and act and think the same that's cool. that's that yep. so I don't yeah yeah if that makes sense if that answers your question it does like, it I don't, does yeah and we care about people being gay but i just care that it looks like us and for me just to round this off you know um i don't care at all if somebody is uh gay or any other version of rainbow i i i know i've used that as as a universal term tonight but if you're rainbow like i i don't see why the media should draw our attention to what you do in the privacy of your home because you're obviously not doing it in public. It's not part of your. Mm. It's not part of your professional persona to be uh, doing anything about your gayness or your rainbow life in public. So no, I, I don't care. Like I care that you have your rights observed in your private life and you have the right to feel safe free speech you after work you want to run run around do do whatever you want to do that i fully support that mm. but so is it uh, sorry, i'm seeing go. what your point no it's right and i don't want to like put words into your mouth but <laughs> are you are you like living in the future because i 
in a way, I'm living in the future <laughs> in regards to disability, and I know you are too, in that I want to get past the stage of, um, you know, working towards inclusion, and I just want them to be treated as normal citizens. Like, mm. I don't want these little mini milestones to be celebrated. You know, I'm already mentally at the point where we're fully integrated in things this week. So is that where you are in return in regards to rainbow community and that you're like, yes, yeah, sweet. It's all good. You're just an average yeah. bloke or man that, already. Yeah. So that's, the where, the that's media... where people often take me wrong and why I get called a bigot yeah. in certain meetings because people take me wrong, but I love that you know what I'm on about. Yeah. So the reason the media are bringing it up is because we haven't had the point, right? We're on a journey. Me and like, us to get us as people we're already there we've reached a destination we get it we're sweet we're like sweet let's just get on with it we're all humans it doesn't fucking matter who you spend and um your night in bed with but for the rest of the society it's it's a journey and people you know we've gone from everybody in positions of power looking relatively the same like you agree that the history of mo of mm. politics and business started out with most white straight men pale so male sale yeah so we're on this <laughs> journey we're on this journey and the media are um doing their best to normalize it but there are some of them that take it too far i guess in making it all about identity they i you know i would love for us to flick are you a switch. saying that to me simon that's amazing yeah i love that Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying that there's, yeah, <laughs> in, in the media it. people people take it too far, in yep. terms of making it about their identity. But we can't just flick a switch and for everybody's, um, you know, vices and personal interests and things to just be universally accepted. So just That's checking, just checking. So for a little while longer, we have to pander to people's unawareness or. I guess so, man. I just got to put up with it. <laughs> uh, I love it. You, you're probably right. You, you're probably right for the fact that the, the spaces we work in, like, I, I'm probably having a bad effect on you because I've always lived five years in the future and I know that you've been doing a lot more to understand where things are, so you're probably there as well. Mm -hmm. So, So, yep. You're probably right. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was a pretty pretty intolerant dude through my early years and in like school, and then I just had a bit of like an epiphany, and realised that it was all pointless. And then, it, you know, I get to this point where I was like, yeah, sweet, doesn't matter. We should all just be we're all just humans at the end of the day. Um, but for the most part, it's. There are institutions, there are people in power that don't think like me. So every little win to dismantle that historic viewpoint needs to be celebrated. I'm, I'm straight, I'm a libertarian conservative, and I'm black. And people don't know how to read that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but, you know, I... I 
I just want to put on the record that I've got many friends uh, from many backgrounds, including uh, Rainbow Community, LGBTQ+, um, or gay, as some people call it. You know, I got friends in all those spaces. They understand that I'm straight. They understand that I have particular values for my own life, but they also appreciate that I'm never going to impact them. I'm never going to be that person to chase them down and persecute them. You know, as long as, long as it doesn't affect me, I, I, I really believe in freedom and, in the truest sense of the word. Do what you like as long as you're not impacting on me. Yeah, that's one of my foundation principles is that an individual should have as complete individual freedom as possible without harming anybody else. Yep. And with that, I'm mindful of time, Simon. So do you want to take us in the memory discussion? And did you want me to be showing anything on screen? I mean, you, you could just drop the... Um... Cool, drop the article it. in the chat and then i mean i've got it up on my computer you it's, start um, talking about it and then i'll make sure it's in the chat all right so i'll um i'll sum up where it came from so i was browsing twitter and joe rogan uh retweeted this article talking about memory and what's the headline memories can be injected and survive amputation and metamorphosis and I thought, well, that's pretty cool. I got to read that. I can't just can't just spout that headline off without <laughs> understanding it a little bit better. And then, so I started reading the article, and the study was based on these um, very uh, primary life forms called planaria. They're fresh fresh water flatworm. And um, the reason they are so uh, uh, widely studied and and favoured is that they have a um, true synaptic type of nerve system. Uh, so that's similar to the way uh, humans are built, right? We have these synapses that um, allow electrical currents to flow through them to uh, to just facilitate movement and everything that our body does um and the other thing is that they have well, the article says enormous powers of regeneration um and then the quote from the article is under the best conditions one may cut the worm into as many as 50 pieces with each section regenerating into an intact fully functioning organism Right, so this thing isn't just like a single-celled organism where any part of it is exactly the same. This thing has a head, brain, mouth, tail, whatnot. You can cut it into 50 different pieces and it will all grow back into its own distinct worm. And what's really fascinating is that they found out with studying is that the memories of that original worm survive any sort of dissecting right so you cut off the tiniest little bit of the tail it grows into a whole new worm with a brand new brain that's been alive for 
I don't know how long it takes them to regenerate, but you know. So I've got an example on the on the screen at the, at the top of the article. It's got like a snapshot of what one of these worms looks like. How were yeah. they able to ascertain that the memory exists? So what they do is um, they they call it here um, uh, train the worms a la Pavlov, right? So if you're familiar with the Pavlov's dog experiment what he would do is he would ring a ring a bell and then feed his dog then after a while he could just ring the bell and his dog would start salivating so what it is is you create an external condition um and then you create you have an external condition and it triggers a response um within an organism and then you remove uh the thing that causes a response and you just have the trigger so what Pavlov did is he removed the food that causes salivation in the dog and just ringing the door just ringing the bell the dog's brain subconsciously goes it's dinner time I'm about to get fed let's go I'm stoked with the worms what they did is they would um what was it they they touched it and then they associated the touch with an electric shock so what would happen is that this worm would know okay um, i've been touched with this object i'm about to get shocked and it would like constrict and uh, try and protect itself from this impending shock um and then what they would do is they cut the worm off right so they cut it in half so one had a brain one was a tail the tail grew a brain brand new they then put the object onto the worm with about to shock it and it would go through the same physical response uh, that the original worm did. It had no brain, like you think about that. Just that, but there is a piece of information. It didn't have a brain. It grew a brand new brain and it knew that getting touched by this object would soon be followed by an electric shock. Like, every human on earth basically just thinks that our memories are somewhere in our brain and this worm goes against that theory not every human but most average humans just assume that somewhere in our head is all our memories that we can just call on when we need to yeah but if you cut off your arm you're not going to grow another simon no that will be different. Your Simon, but, so, another Simon isn't going to grow out of your arm, though. I mean, that would be fucking epic if that's what happened every time we cut something off. Could you imagine how more, much more efficient labor force would be? Oh, yeah. Work safe wouldn't be a thing, right? It'd be <laughs> like, a, like a celebration. We've had another work accident. Yeah. New workers. Yeah. Um, but if you keep going down the article, you don't need you have to have it up on screen. I've got it in front of me. I'll just keep talking to it. Um, they, yeah. Um, you know, what they started doing is they would pull out, um, RNA from the, uh, was it ribonuclear something? I can't remember what the A stands for. A ribonucleic acid or something, I think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. They would pull that out of 
uh, um, of one of the flatworms and inject it into a fresh worm, not like one that's been split off, like a completely distinct worm. It inject the DNA into it and reprogram and then, it. Yeah, it would oh, automatically. Oh fuck off! Seriously? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, what's the other thing? He could do it by cannibalistic ingestion. He could, um, he could blend up trained worms and feed them to the untrained pairs, and it would, um, it would work as well. So they would. Yeah, so they'd just blend up the worm into mush and then give it to the worms that hadn't been trained about the electric shock. Oh, yeah, I'm there where you are. Yeah, I know where you mm. are now. Mm. So what what scientific application does this have for us? Um, at uh, the what, very bottom... What are we learning? Yeah, at the very bottom... So they talk about... Um, uh the, the the memories being stored in, in synapses and things like that um and um in our cells and uh, he makes the analogy of a piano player without hands and that you stitch a pair of hands onto the piano player and he can play so it was um they they made the study they they you know with these flatworms they destroyed the synapses um which would cause the physical reaction for the the worm to, to contract constrict they destroyed its ability to do that and then they so it basically forgot its training and then they fixed it somehow so that it could have the possibility of of responding in that way and then they put the shock through it and then it was like all of a sudden it remembered its training again like it, it it went it went from being a worm that had no idea to a worm that fully understood that that being touched meant an electric shock and so they're saying it's like um uh really important in the subject of alzheimer's and that the way it um it deteriorates the brain tissue um but wouldn't we be injecting somebody else's memories? No, no, no. So it's um, it's like, it's your own body. So it's like so it it it's about fixing the um, the damage with your own um, genetic material. Oh wow! I'll see if I can find it. Um, but yeah, it talks about uh, makes a reference to it being sort of like uh, the movie Eternal. Um, sunshine of the spotless mind have you seen that movie no can't say uh, so, I have, sorry uh it's jim jim carrey uh, um it's a pretty pretty famous movie but basically it's him and his his partner decide to erase the memories of each other because it was a a really excruciating breakup or something like that but um they uh they had these dormant memories that start to come back to them it's pretty cool but the, the article makes mention that it's similar to that um we'll see if i can find it quickly but yeah they talked about um the same the same study was done with butterflies see i knew that before i um found this article but it was really cool to see it mentioned here so they did the same thing right they they shocked caterpillars and, and you know oh what they did is they they 
expose them to this chemical called what was it ethyl acetate and then what they did is uh uh they shocked them so as soon as they smelt this chemical they would shock them and then they could they made sure these caterpillars would respond negatively with just the smell right they pavloved them with the with this with this um chemical so they didn't need to shock them they just put the chemical in the in the ear around them and they would respond badly and then they'd put them through their um you know metamorphosis of of going into a cocoon and they've proven it through studies that but that caterpillars turn into a soup like they do not hold any of their structure from caterpillar to butterfly wow they turn into mush and then they'd get these butterflies and they would expose them to the same chemical and they would still have the same adverse reaction so it was like the the, yeah it was what are they called a subset of caterpillar neurons that persist called mushroom bodies a pair of structures involved in Olfication that many insects have located near their antenna. Is this the same article? I don't remember yeah, reading yeah. this. It's right at the bottom. Yeah, he said it's it's not it's it's soup, but it's chunky. So <laughs> caterpillars turn into chunky soup. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm right there. Hmm. Isn't isn't the universe like amazing? Like, do you, do you ever get uncomfortable about the how much, how little we know? Sorry, of the universe. Do you even yeah. get uncomfortable with that? No, I think it's amazing. I mean, okay, yeah, I have moments of uncomfortableness, but it's over. It's overwhelmingly positive in that I think that the more we unravel. Um, what is known in the universe is pretty cool but the, yeah so there's a sentence right at the very end it says not only do these scientists believe their experiments harbor hopeful news for alzheimer's patients it also might be possible to repair deteriorated neurons that could at least theoretically theoretically find their way back to lost memories perhaps with the guidance of appropriate rna i see another application What's that? End up in a car accident, get smashed up, generate new body, inject new memories. Your old memory, sorry. Yeah, I guess it is um, leading into the world of uh, digitized consciousness and stuff like that. You know, download your brain and put it onto a computer chip Mm -hmm. forever. Would it really be you, though, if you know that you died and then there's there's this guy playing you out there in the world? That's another massive conversation to have for another time in terms of the ethics of AI consciousness and and living forever, but... We don't have time for that tonight. No, but I wouldn't, you know, quite bluntly, I would not. This, this, this person dies when this body dies <laughs> yeah I'm, pr- I'm pretty when old they... school like that I don't know if I'd want to be downloaded and left on pirate bay for some to, someone to revive me mm-hmm. I mean there is <laughs> it's pretty sick what happened is one of the um, one of the I think we talked about it on a previous podcast one of the kids from um the Sandy Hook massacre, they 
used video footage and audio footage of him as a kid and recreated a AI version of him and made him record and recorded a video um, for the Black Lives Matter movement. They're saying like, you know, it's been however many years since the incident and nothing's changed. Like this, it was a video and these this kid's parents authorized this thing to be made. I just, if that's what they're doing now, imagine what they could do if they had your, you know, your, um, Oh, did you say he was a Sandy Hook victim? Yeah. Jeez. Like a dead kid they brought back to like, or they reanimated to make a, a Black Lives Matter um, video. Yeah. I actually... Um, You've got to I retweet that link. I retweeted it if you wanted to find it. I will do. Anyway, someone I'm mindful of your time. You've got other places mm -hmm. to be tonight. Just to round up nicely, just want to thank everybody uh, for watching this podcast, Simon. I don't know if this will creep you out or make you feel happy, but I've had reports uh, while I've been traveling the country that people are really enjoying the podcast, even though they don't necessarily like to be in chat. So, so oh, that's, awesome. that's something to go off. So thank you for everybody that is watching this live or after the fact uh appreciate simon always coming with the intellectual gold um <laughs> but because i'm black so someone has to um we won't we won't be here next week because we have other things to do uh but love doing this project with you simon and i, I look forward to seeing where it goes any final thoughts from you mate I I really appreciate the uh, the flexible or the flexibility yeah. of this um, this project. You know, there's no theme, there's no strict <laughs> format. We just bring stuff we want to talk about and just go for it and see what happens. So I think it's it allows a lot of um, freedom, and freedom of expression is something that is quite quickly becoming uh, a bit of a commodity. I think this project has helped me in particular because I used to think I, I had to deliver a certain thing or deliver a certain package of ideas uh, to make good content. But what I realized more and more is, is the real major key, as D DJ Khaled would say, is authenticity. And, and Be you yourself. Know, be yourself, yeah. Stop playing yourself. And, you mm -hmm. know, when I look at other influencers around the internet, all of them more successful than us, but they are lacking authenticity. And I think there will come a time where podcasts like this will really win out. Like, if, if I'm honest, not to name drop, but I think... That's part of why Joe Rogan is so successful, because he is authentic. His, his conversations aren't pre-recorded, they're not scripted. I hardly ever see him with a bit of paper. I think I've seen him with a bit of paper like twice. Um, but he's really just having conversations, and that's what we like to do. Uh, so thank you, Simon. The, this is a major project. Thank you very much. Uh, we will be back in two weeks' time. Uh, we will be back with some random facts, some current events, and as always, the question of the week. 
but for now guys thank you for being a part of the channel thank you for being a part of the journey please stay awesome and we'll see and you and we'll see you in the next one got it thanks nice. Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys later